Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes dominated Nebraska in a 36-14 win earlier today. Colorado covered for the second week in a row. They won for the second week in a row. Shadur Sanders had an elite performance for the second week in a row. In this game specifically, I thought that Shadur Sanders looked like an NFL QB. I think he might be the smartest quarterback in the country and certainly the most patient quarterback in the country. He waits for his receivers to get open, for his routes to develop, and he also has a great receiving back in Dylan Edwards and great wide receivers in Travis Hunter, Jimmy Horn Jr., and Xavier Weaver. And also a decent offensive line, a good tight end, and a genius offensive mind in Sean Lewis calling and developing plays for him to execute. And Colorado has a head coach in Deion Sanders who is able to motivate his team, keep them on fire, despite the fact that 90% of all human beings betting on this game bet on his team to win, despite that for a week everyone was telling them that they were impressive. Basically, the media and every fan base that watched Colorado and saw their impressive performance against TCU was pumping them full of hot air, or trying to. And Deion Sanders had none of it. That is the hallmark of a great coach, is you do not eat rat poison. And Deion Sanders' team did not eat rat poison. That is a great job, well done by Colorado, Deion Sanders, and their staff. Charles Kelly, the defensive coordinator, I think had a great showing at home in Folsom Field after the defense went on the road last week and surrendered 42 points. And they only surrendered 14 in this game, albeit to one of the worst coordinated and most undisciplined offenses that I have seen in recent memory. I have had enough of Nebraska football for a week. I need to bleach my eyes and watch some good football. And honestly, I don't know what I need. I I need something happy. I'm not even a Nebraska fan. I'm a Michigan fan. And I also, for the record, even though I picked Colorado to lose to TCU and Nebraska, I like Deion Sanders. My question about Sanders and his staff was never about the long term, if they would succeed. I thought that they would get off the get off the ground at some point, but for them to do it in one year and for Shadur Sanders to come from the FCS, make the transition to the FBS, where his team in the FCS and the division that they were playing in, the conference, his team, Jackson State, was the most talented on the field practically every week. Nebraska and TCU had similar or greater talent through recruiting, development, and the portal than Colorado did, at least on paper. I think developmentally we can now see that in actuality and in the realm of facts, Colorado has done an elite job developing their players and putting them in position to win. They have come out and they have won. And I say that to say that I like Deion Sanders, and what I'm saying here is despite the fact that I like Deion Sanders— I love his team, his attitude. I admire the fact that 
he has come out with boxing gloves and he is just, you know, throwing teams to the floor and just hitting them in the ribs. This offense comes out and just hits you with a crowbar in the kneecaps and then takes the crowbar and just hits you across the head with it. They just beat you with their speed. And they even had some physicality today, and they showed that they were physical, and we'll talk about that throughout this video. But nonetheless, despite not being a fan of either of these teams and admiring both head coaches, I found myself sad because Nebraska's offense is disgusting to watch. Moment of silence for Jeff Sims, for Gabe Irvin Jr., for Marcus Satterfield, also, more importantly for Nebraska's defense, who I thought was the best defense on the field, and yet they gave up 36 points because their offense was so terrible. Their offense was gutter trash. Nebraska's offense is what I see when I look on a ditch on the side of the road, and very often it is full of litter and muddy water. It's horrible. Absolutely awful. I don't... It, it's The reason you're hearing me stutter right now is it's indescribable, incalculable how bad Nebraska's offense is. This is, I'd almost like to say unprecedented, but then, then again, Brian Ferentz exists at Iowa and the offenses over the past two years for the Hawkeyes hasn't looked good. And even Iowa's offense today against Iowa State at the time of this video hasn't looked great either. But come on. Come on. It, it At some point, you have to use the matchups correctly. You have to call the right plays. You have to execute. I mean, it's not like Colorado is this great team, and I know there will be people typing in the comments below who say, no, you're you're underestimating Deion Sanders. No, no, I'm not. Not one bit. Did you see Colorado's offense in the first half? It, it looked like Minnesota's last week against Nebraska. It was slow. It was undisciplined. They couldn't run the football. They had to mainly get checkdowns in the passing game. There were very few explosive plays. And Shadur Sanders, look... I said earlier in this video, and I believe that, he could be the smartest quarterback in the nation. I certainly think he's the most patient. And given his supporting cast, currently, if you gave him, you know, Michigan or Georgia or USC or even Ohio State, those kind of offenses, his numbers would be so much better than they are right now. And right now they're elite numbers. But he made some mistakes too. And there were some miscommunications between him and the wide receivers, Colorado against Nebraska, you know how many sacks they surrendered? Nebraska had eight sacks. The Black Shirts had eight sacks, and they lost by 22 points. Eight sacks. South Carolina lost to North Carolina by 14. You want to know a big part of the reason why that was? I will tell you why. The Tar Heels had nine sacks, and Spencer Rattler couldn't escape pressure for his life, and they couldn't run the football. Colorado couldn't do that either. At the end of the game, Colorado had 
58 rushing yards on 33 carries, averaging 1.8 yards per carry. And Dylan Edwards had a long of 34, and Anthony Hankerson had a long of 14. The problem was Shadur Sanders had negative 30 rushing yards, despite having a scrambling touchdown and a long scramble of 14. Colorado is not this great team. They're good. They're a team that I think has the chance to potentially win every game on their schedule. Utah Utah had to come back for a win today, even though Cameron Rising was out. And Oregon and USC, we know, have vulnerabilities on defense. And given the team that Deion Sanders has and the coach he is, they will be red hot. And it would take them getting blown out for them to not be red hot. And there are not many teams, if any teams, on their schedule that I see them getting blown out by. But I give you those numbers to put in perspective how... Nebraska's horrible. They're horrible. And there were, there were so many promising things after that Minnesota game. So many. And it will be curious to see how Minnesota looks, of course, later tonight. It'll be very fascinating to see when they play Eastern Michigan if they struggle against a Mac school. But Nebraska is just so terrible. And they took advantage of Colorado's offensive line. They tried to take advantage of Colorado's defensive line, but the Buffaloes stepped up there. And Nebraska didn't run Jeff Sims. They they didn't. They only ran him in the second half when you're already down by, you know, 13 or 20 points. And then they begin to run him habitually. He only had 10 carries at the end of the day with a long of 57. He took two sacks and Colorado had six tackles for loss and three passes defended. I mean, this game in the first half, it was miserable. But you know what happened? It, it, this is the complete polar opposite difference of quarterback. Shadur Sanders is, I think, an elite quarterback. I'm just saying could be here because, again, it's the second game. Nebraska looks awful. TCU last week looked awful awful. And I'm very curious to see how Colorado does against Oregon, USC, Oregon State, and Utah. Because there's a good chance that they beat a few of those teams. There's also a good chance that those teams roll this Colorado team. We don't know yet. We don't. Um, I think against a team like USC or against Oregon, if their defensive issues aren't fixed, I think Colorado would match up well with those teams because they both play similar styles of football. High tempo, quick paced, explosive, and I think that's where Colorado thrives. Against Oregon State and Utah, where they can slow down the game and they actually have competent offenses or more competent offenses than Nebraska, I think that could be different. But those games are a ways away. Shadur Sanders is a leader. You know, the L on his jersey signifies that he's a leader. His father appointed him one of the leaders and captains of the team. Um, then there's also for a guy like Travis Hunter, there's that D on their Jersey for dog, like really good, explosive freak athlete players. Shadur Sanders might as well be both. When you get sacked eight times and you throw for nearly 400 yards, two touchdowns, your worst throw of the day, I forget when he made it, but it was later in the second half and Colorado was already up and dominating. It was a throw that 
and I forget if it was him or the backup who threw it, but Shadur Sanders, I believe, made this one throw that could have been picked off, one out of 42. And then the previous week, the previous week against TCU, where he had 47 passing attempts, none of those passing attempts had the potential to be picked off either. I mean, what he has done over two games is nothing short of impressive. He's already been sacked 12 times in two games. You know, on average, that means he's going to get sacked like 50 times this year, which is a concern, of course, because injuries are a thing. Stamina is a thing that can wear on you mentally, but it hasn't on him yet. And I've been proven wrong twice by this team in Colorado. And honestly, good for them. I mean, you have to give credit where it's due. And I like how they play. I love the up-tempo offense. I love the the, the, the gutsiness of Shadur Sanders and also of Sean Lewis. They love to attack deep. They love to attack one-on-one. They love to be quick. They aren't conservative. They're full-on aggression. That's what Colorado is. They are full-on embodied aggression. And they beat you senseless with it. They broke a 2 by 4 over Nebraska today. Um, Nebraska, a big concern for them in this game was really a close game. Many were anticipating a close game where Nebraska would lose. I know that was Corn Crazed's prediction. That was many Nebraska fans' prediction. For me, I picked Nebraska to win in a close game because they I thought they would dominate the ground game, and they did. And I didn't think that I didn't think that Jeff Sims needed to throw much or Nebraska needed to throw much to win, and they, they really didn't. But the problem for Nebraska was is they had four fumbles, they lost three of them, and they threw a terrible, an ill-advised, awful interception. Once again, they turned it over, and they were ridiculously undisciplined. They were 0 of 2 on fourth down, 4 of 13 on third down, so the run game was inconsistent. Um, the, the average, for example, their average yards per carry, 5.4, that doesn't reflect the run game. A lot of those are garbage time stats. An example of that's Ramir Johnson's 44-yard run when the game was over. It was either a big gain or a TFL. That's essentially what happened with Nebraska. Big gain, maybe a medium gain here and there, or a, a TFL. That's what that's what Nebraska's run game was. It was inconsistent. The passing game was inconsistent. You really see where Isaiah Garcia Castaneda's injury hurt the team. They need receivers. And Nebraska also had six penalties for 40 yards, um, committed four turnovers. Colorado, at the end of the day, actually led in time of possession. It was just, game was awful. And for Shadur Sanders, going back to him, he played a great Nebraska secondary there were not too many wide-open guys constantly until Colorado began to lean on Nebraska's defense because the offense couldn't do anything. Your defense, even though Nebraska's wasn't on the field for 45 minutes, it's got to be demoralizing when you're doing everything right and your offense is just handing Colorado a short field for Shadur Sanders and his wide receivers to just pick you apart. It's got to be frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. So Shadur Sanders, good game for him, actually elite game, if I'm being honest. If if your offensive line lets you get sacked eight times and you still win, 
and you're the reason why your team won the game, that's incredible. He's an incredible playmaker. Um, I'd love to see him go out, and at this point, I'd love to see him win the Heisman. Like, seriously. The, the, the supporting cast that he's given at running back, O-line, it just... Look, he's going to have... Well, if he stays healthy, he's going to have, like, well over like 4,000 passing yards, dare I say it, with the offense that they run. It's insane. And if Colorado goes bowling, if they finish top 25 in year one with Deion Sanders as head coach, and Shadur Sanders is primarily responsible for that, he should go to the Heisman ceremony. I mean, right now he looks like one of the best, if not the best, players in the country. So good for him. Uh, we save the best for last on this channel. And I want to focus a little bit more on Nebraska before I bounce back to Colorado. For Husker fans, how did this feel? I want you to tell me that down in the comments below. And before we go any further, I also want you all who are listening right now to subscribe. Click the notification bell so you can get notified when I release reactions a few hours after the games are over and also on Sunday morning, throughout Sunday, and Monday morning and Monday as well. I try and react to as many games as I possibly can, and also games that I find interesting, intriguing, and games that I previewed. So, reactions to Ohio State against Youngstown State. That's going to be the next reaction video that I will do. So, subscribe, click the notification bell, like this video so we can get this content out to Nebraska and Colorado fans and college football fans as a whole. But more importantly, comment what you think about this game down below if you're a Husker fan. If you're a Colorado fan, you can do the same thing as well. However, I want to know what pain is being felt. What's going on? Because to lose in this type of way is it's downright embarrassing it's also downright unacceptable i understand like joel Klatt said and gus johnson and him were talking toward the end of the game that matt rule wants to build this from the inside out he wants to recruit he wants to develop he wants to formulate an identity of running the football at nebraska meanwhile Deion sanders brought in talent used the portal and he's trying to build things from the outside in, more so. Now, so far, the outside-in method is 2-0, and the inside-out method is 0-2. Now, of course, we'll learn a lot more about these methods once we get into conference play, and one season is a small sample size for a method like this, especially when Colorado and Nebraska are busted programs, and they don't have anywhere close to top 10 talent on the roster. Like in... In total roster terms, obviously, Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter, those are guys who are great at worst to elite at best in their position groups. And you could argue the same thing for Xavier Weaver and Jimmy Horn. And also, Colorado has Trevor Woods at safety, one of the few players who returned from last season and was good enough to stay with the team. Both of these teams have individual players who are good or great or, in the case of Colorado, I think elite in their own right, but their overall rosters are not deep. 
So we got to give these programs some more time to see what happens. But of course, right now, not in an overreacting way, but a factual way, Colorado looks like they're doing the better job of rebuilding their program, which frankly, when you go 1-11 in a weaker conference than Nebraska did, and they went 4-8, and eight, you kind of get the feeling that Deion Sanders is doing more with less than Matt Rule is. This offense is horrible. Just, if if I could puke while recording this video without me, you know, harming myself, I would do it as a demonstration of what I think about this offense. Or like, I could get my cat hacking up a hairball. That's that's how bad that's how bad this offense is. It's it's not good. And I think that Jeff Sims, after this game, maybe you give him one more game and he has a good ground game. He can run the football, but he doesn't take care of the ball. Period. Amen. He was responsible for most of those turnovers. The fumble that Gabe Irvin Jr. lost, that was on Jeff Sims. He didn't complete the handoff. He bobbled two shotgun snaps, and he took his eyes off of the center when the motion wide receiver was crossing him. It's unacceptable. And the fact that Marcus Satterfield didn't put him under center in plenty of situations was ridiculous. I mean, what are you doing? Colorado, their defense at, at times didn't even have to, you know, make the play that many of us thought they needed to make to shut down Nebraska's offense. They could just wait for mistakes to happen. It, it was ridiculous. And then the interception that um, Cam, uh, that Cameron Silman Craig, that he had, junior 5'10", 185, from Birmingham, Alabama, previously played at Jackson State. That was the easiest, most wide-open interception that I have ever seen. So good for him for catching that and not dropping it, because we all know the story of several defensive backs who have like almost here's the ball like the quarterback is passing it to you the defensive back and it's dropped good for him for not dropping it and that's just an example of where Colorado's clutch they execute when they need to and Nebraska's just the antithesis of that it's not that Colorado was 22 points better than Nebraska I don't think that's the case I think it goes deeper than that and that's not an insult to Colorado that's actually a compliment to Colorado that's saying that Colorado has the same talent, if not less talent, from an overall roster perspective that Nebraska does, and yet they beat this team by 22 points, and they would beat this team again in similar fashion if they played tomorrow, or the following day, or the next day, etc. Power rankings are useful, but for a team like Colorado, putting them up against a team like Nebraska, Power rankings will fail in instances like this because power rankings can't account for the differences in coaching. They can't. That's why, to begin this season, LSU and Texas were ranked ahead of Michigan, and that's why those teams have been consistently ranked ahead of Michigan, for example, or even Penn State at times, when Penn State and Michigan have, in large instances over the past few seasons, have had better coaching than LSU and Texas, because those teams have more talent and they recruit better than the Wolverines and Nittany Lions do. Well, recruiting isn't everything. I hate, I hate to say that. Actually, part of me loves to say it, but recruiting is not everything. And Deion Sanders did as much recruiting as he possibly could. And Matt Rule did the same through high school, 
the transfer portal, etc. But Deion Sanders brought in a lot of players who are not like Shudder Sanders or Travis Hunter or Jimmy Horn Jr. He didn't. There were a lot of players that right now are starting for Colorado that wouldn't start for very many Power 5 schools. That's a fact. Yet, they play with fire. They play with intelligence. They're patient. They always execute the best. And they had penalties, and they had moments where they weren't disciplined, of course. They're not perfect, by no means. But they pulled themselves up. They faced adversity. And they did what Nebraska couldn't do. Nebraska had 341 offensive yards and two touchdowns. But granted, one of them was a garbage-time touchdown. And they got blown off the field. The defense broke down, partially because, yes... Colorado has a good offense. I expected Colorado to score 28 points, and they scored 36, just eight more than I anticipated. However, I didn't expect Nebraska to be held to 14. It was a combination of turnovers, Colorado's defense stepping up, and also a very poorly executed game plan, a poor game plan that was drawn up by an offensive coordinator who who now I'm calling into question, and many Nebraska fans are calling into question, And a quarterback who I know that there's relationships in football. We all have emotions. We're not robots. But Jeff Sims, I think, helps this team lose more than wins. And I hate to say that, especially as someone who loves dual-threat quarterbacks. I think that Jeff Sims is a great guy. I think he has the potential to be a great player, but he's made too many turnovers and too many mistakes. There's got to be a quarterback competition between him, Heinrich Harburg, and Chubba Purdy. There has to be. And against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech in the next few games before, you know, the Michigan Wolverines come to Lincoln, those are some games where you have opportunities to test out those different quarterbacks. Because I do think Nebraska, as bad as they looked in this game and as bad as they looked at times in the Minnesota game, I do think they're better than Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. But after today... You can't, you can't even chalk those up as wins, as automatic wins, or no win is automatic, but a next-to-automatic win, like a game where you have a 90 or 95% chance of winning. You can't do that with Nebraska anymore. The offense is horrible. It's poorly coached. The defense is good, but they are young. They're not perfect. First-year defensive coordinator with first-year scheme. I thought it was a better defense than Colorado's, but... Colorado's offense is too good to hold them to under 10, 14, or 21 points unless you're like an elite defense. And Nebraska doesn't have Georgia's defense. They don't have Michigan's. They don't have Ohio State's. They don't even have Penn State's. They don't have, I would say, Alabama's. They don't have Florida State's. So on and so forth. They don't have an elite defense. So for Matt Rule, it's back to the drawing board. And for Marcus Satterfield and for Tony White, it's back to the drawing board as well. Though I'd say Tony White, he's he's doing his job. He and his players and Luke Reimer and Nash Huttmacher and Ty Robinson and Malcolm Hartzog and Omar Brown, they're doing their job. Uh, we all know who isn't doing their job, though. And for Colorado, saving the best for last, and I've talked about them a lot in this video, like, Even when I'm mentioning Nebraska, I'm talking about Colorado. Because they blew the Huskers off the field. 
Deion Sanders said this was personal, and this team played like it was personal. Oh, Nebraska sacks you, and maybe you punt for the first few times. By the end of the game, it was it looked exactly like the TCU game in the second half. Either a big play or a sack. Not much in between. Nebraska's defense got worn down by an offense that for two weeks in a row has shined, particularly in the passing game. In this game, the statistics wouldn't show this to you because sack yards are included in rush in rushing yard totals. But Colorado, by the end of the game, was able to put together some nice runs. I was impressed with Dylan Edwards, in particular, catching a tipped ball at the line of scrimmage. Actually, it was by a, a Nebraska pass rusher that got in the face of Shadur Sanders, and he still caught it. Very impressive by Dylan Edwards. Uh, averaged six yards per carry, 55 rushing yards, nine carries. He only had eight receiving yards with a long of seven that was on the tipped pass, so he wasn't a receiving threat. But Xavier Weaver, 10 receptions, 170 yards, long of 41, one receiving touchdown. Um, Weaver, Hunter, Dawson all had receptions at least one of 30 yards or more. Uh, Jimmy Horn Jr., eight receptions for 64 yards, eight yards per reception, kind of the more short-range guy in this game. Colorado, in total, had around close to 400 passing yards and averaged nine yards per pass. Shadur Sanders had a QBR, a quarterback efficiency rating, of 68. 68. Now, I think that's pretty low, to be honest. I mean, he made mistakes, but you can't pin all those sacks on him. You can't do it. So, I think in this instance... Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I have to rewatch highlights, but my initial reaction is, like, looking at that statistic, ESPN, come on. He has a limited O-line, a supporting cast at tight end, and at running back, which has potential, but if we're being honest here, isn't elite, I wouldn't even say great. I'd say there's a lot of upside in those rooms, but also a very low floor. For Shadur Sanders, it's basically him and his wide receivers and Sean Lewis calling the plays, and Deion Sanders lighting everyone's heads on fire on the offense and keeping them playing at 100% capacity for a duration of time that we may not even want to know. I mean, these players are motivated constantly. This team will never quit, and they endure hardship. I, I should have said the Colorado Buffaloes never quit and they endure hardship. It's not that they never endure hardship. They endure it all the time and they come out on top. It's incredible. The passing attack shined. The defensive line drastically improved. When you have more sacks or close to as many sacks against Nebraska's O-line that Minnesota did, Minnesota has a good defense. And for Colorado to achieve similar things that Minnesota's defense did, I think is impressive. Now, of course, you have to factor in Nebraska's offense making dumbfounding mistakes, but um, Taji Alston, one and a half sacks, one and a half tackles for loss. Jordan Dominic, two and a half tackles for loss. Travis Hunter had a pass defended and four total tackles. He had over 100 total snaps, too. Well over. It was incredible what he did. He is going to be an NFL player. Shadur Sanders will be an NFL player. 
and likely between Jimmy Horn Jr., Xavier Weaver, um, Tavares Dawson, Michael Harrison, these receivers will be NFL players as well. It's incredible. Good for Deion Sanders, honestly. Like, round of applause, pat on the back. There's no sarcasm there. Go Now go out, you're 2-0. I want to see you beat USC or Oregon or Utah or Oregon. I want to I see you beat a ranked opponent now. That's the next challenge for Deion Sanders. And they, they, did it, they did it in TCU, but like a USC and Oregon and Oregon State of Utah, I think all those teams have the potential to be ranked inside of the top 10 when Colorado plays them. And all four of those teams, I think, will be ranked at the end of the year. I highly question whether TCU is still a good football team. But Colorado, they can certainly compete with almost anyone on their schedule, depending on how they play their cards, if they can keep their hair on fire for all remaining 10 games, which will be a challenge. And also depending on how Oregon, USC, Oregon State, Utah, and anyone else on Colorado's schedule plays. They had 468 offensive yards and four touchdowns. This team is good. Next year, I think that, I mean, just think about it this way. When Dion recruits better and uses the transfer portal again, it's scary to think that this team could be even better next year. Imagine what Colorado would be now if they had a good offensive line instead of one of the more inferior, potentially one of the worst offensive lines in the country. Honestly. Imagine if their defense had players like, let's say, Iowa's or Minnesota's, just players who aren't necessarily more highly recruited, but who have been better developed, they're bigger and also faster. Just think about that for a minute. What Deion Sanders is doing at Colorado is very much impressive. So 36 to 14, I was shocked, but by the second half, I wasn't even shocked. I was just, quite frankly, sad. I was melancholy. This game, if you're a Husker fan, I'm sorry that you had to watch this. You don't deserve this product. And if you're a Colorado fan, good for you. Your team is, they were back on the map after last week. They Even if they were 0-2 right now, Deion Sanders would have them on the map. For the Buffaloes to be 2-0 and is crazy. I mean, they're already dominating social media, they're dominating the internet, and currently they're dominating on the football field. So everything's going in favor of Colorado, and that's beautiful, because we want chaos this season, and it's not good when the same teams dominate college football and take up oxygen. And Deion Sanders is saying Alabama, Texas, USC, all of these programs who've been taking up oxygen, well... You're going to have to take me out if you want me to stop taking up oxygen. So good for him and his team. I'm seriously, I mean, you've got to be proud of him. And at this point, moving forward, after Sanders has proved me wrong two times, I'm going to be expecting them to go bowling. And I'm going to change my thought process when making predictions for this team. Shout out to my patron, Spencer Bringhurst. The All-American Patron and my All-Conference Patrons, Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, and Matthew Sale. If you are curious about supporting me, I'd very much appreciate it. You can click the, uh, click the link down below in the description. It will take you to my Patreon page. This weekend and yesterday and also in the following days, I'm going to revamp this channel a little more because I want to get out more content, but I also want to be organized in regards to it. And... 
depending on what level you are, if you do join my Patreon, you can ask me personal questions, give me video suggestions, and also receive pickums for games. So we didn't get to that this week exactly, but that's a regularly occurring thing. I did it in week zero, week one. We're going to do it for week three as well. So thank you guys for watching this video so much. Remember to comment your thoughts down below, like this video so we can pump it into the algorithm, and let's have a great week too and great rest of our college football season. Have a great day.